0: Haber Studios. It's time for the rush with Puttus Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. His problem isn't with me being a bad guy or
1: the biggest jerk in the league. Because he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I
2: mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an extra letter to put
3: on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated
0: player, then he should do that. But he's a bum.
3: Rush is back. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas back in studio. Aaron Rodgers there talking about the MVP uh, voter that would not give him a vote because of his vaccination status. Says he's a bum. You buy it? Uh, do I buy that
4: he's a bum? I Sure. Here's just the thing that I, I don't want with my sports. Like, if I want politics, dude, you can get politics anywhere now. Um, anywhere you look, social media is all full of politics right now. It, it, it seems now that sports, for the most part, is like really the only safe haven if you, you're, you're annoyed by politics or you're just trying to get away from it. Sports is like the safe haven where you can get away for, from all that. Um, And that's why I'm kind of a little bit annoyed by this. It's like, even with, even with an MVP voting, we can't get away from vaccination, politics, all the different stuff like that. That is what annoys me, because sports is not the safe haven that it used to be or the escape that it used to be from the rest of the world.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, unfortunately, there's, you know, because of... This coronavirus crap and other things. There's been a lot of crossover politically into sports, more so, gosh, maybe than there's ever been, at least that I remember. Um, maybe as a younger kid, I just didn't see it as much or even think about uh, that side of it as much. But it's everywhere now. I just saw a, a headline on ESPN that says, Mari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb attended the Warriors-Mavericks game last night. Uh, Cooper and Lamb were sitting next to Clayton Kershaw, and all of them were not wearing their masks. So it's just it—it's never ending, man, never ending. And I don't know if Aaron Rodgers is—is is probably he—he's one of the few out there that I think. And, and there's there's some of the guys in the league and in some leagues, but there's just a, a very small amount of guys that really don't care and you know they're going to he's going to say what he thinks about it and it's really probably for the guy that that made it public that he wasn't voting for Aaron Rodgers and all the reasons why it it's probably like he was doing it for attention right uh, we always talk about this that here's why I'm not voting for Aaron Rodgers pieces that these people put out right we see it every every time around to try and get some attention and there's no doubt he got a bunch of attention, but I feel like this time it's mainly going to be bad attention, yeah. and it might actually get his MVP vote pulled from him.
4: Yeah. Um. So he was on a radio show, I, I believe, when he made it like known. He was on a radio score, a radio show, the right. score in Chicago, and a guy up there, Danny Parkins, was you know, ask. I mean, he was in the line of questioning, asking him that. It's gotten so negative with this, Teddy, that Danny Parkins, the guy that was just asking the questions, is now being thought to, you know, he was the one that said this about Aaron Rodgers. Now, that's maybe more of an indictment on how smart everyone is in this country now and how they don't actually read things. But, like, your point about it being overwhelmingly negative is, like, spot-on accurate. That is – that's going on.
3: Which is good. It's good. It should be uh, overwhelmingly – negative um yeah we're talking about who's the best football player offensively in the nfl that's that's what it comes down to but at the end of the day there's been a ton of chatter about it and i i think unfortunately and i i don't know if this is just kind of the the age we're in right now but how great aaron Rodgers has played this year is overshadowed by whether or not he took a vaccine. Uh, yeah, yep. It's just so stupid to me. Yeah,
4: it is. Uh, getting back to OU football, I got triggered earlier today.
3: because yeah. um, see- Was it when Parker said that Caleb Williams is a once-in-a-generation talent?
4: No, but I immediately thought of you when he said that, and I was like, oh, God, I wonder if Teddy's listening to this
3: right now. Man, he's not even the best quarterback that has gone to OU in the last three or four years.
4: Yeah, um, his his comp- – I'm trying to think of two people that have been more polar opposite on a certain, like, situation. And not that you think that Caleb Williams is, like, a god-awful, terrible player, but he is on one side of the NIL discussion. I think you're on the complete other side of the NIL discussion. It's, it's yeah. quite entertaining.
3: Well, I – I, hey, I think that he's got some good potential and he did some really good things, but I don't think I think we just
4: lost Teddy. We'll uh, get him back momentarily. Yeah, he had a uh, Teddy had a little bit of a COVID scare earlier this week, so he's been doing the show. Uh, from the house out there in Goldsby, and uh, I'm sure he'll rejoin us in studio coming up next week. But what I was about to tell him is I got a little bit triggered earlier today by a CBS Sports article that... Ranked the best bowl game so far of this bowl season. And I, hey, why would I even care about this in the first place? It doesn't matter. Who cares if the Alamo Bowl was the most entertaining bowl game of the entire season? In a year's time, we won't remember these rankings. But as I look, like just over a week ago now that it's happened, when I look back at the Alamo Bowl, I'm like, golly, that was amazing. It was an amazing game. OU gets off to a big early lead, they play well on offense, they play well on defense and special teams, Bob gets the Gatorade bath, the passing of the visor happens to Brent Venables. Like When I look back on the Alamo Bowl last week, it's all like just fond memories. I feel like I'll remember that game for a while. So out of the 37 bowl games that were played, Teddy, I got very triggered when the Alamo Bowl this year was just at number 25 on the list. I'm like, really, CBS? Come mm. on. Did you guys not watch that and have as much fun as I did? It was calm. It was relaxing. You took a trip down memory lane a little bit. It was great. And then I had to remind myself, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you played so well for the majority of the game. It was a blowout. It was 30-3 to at halftime. In my eyes, it was awesome. But I guess to everyone else uh, outside the state of Oklahoma, it was just a meh bowl game.
3: Yeah, Not to mention – Uh, like some of the best parts of the game were after the game. That's true. And that was like at 1 or 2 a.m. across the country, depending on where you were. So uh, most people had already been asleep for an hour and a half, I think.
4: It says, first, let me give Oregon credit for fighting back and trying to make a game of it in the second half. While it never did, at least the Ducks made the second half more fun to watch as both teams traded touchdowns. The problem is Oregon didn't do anything in the first half. OU jumped out to a 30-3 to lead at halftime. That 27-point deficit was the largest halftime deficit of any bowl game this season. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Still... 79 points and over 1,000 yards of offense isn't the worst way to spend a few hours on a Wednesday evening, so I can't knock the game too much. But I'm not going to put it any higher than this since Oklahoma led by at least two scores for 50 minutes. Okay, so I might have bumped it up a few more spots if this touchdown counted. I guess they're talking about, uh, oh, the Mario Williams touchdown. That's what they're saying.
3: Well, uh, I I get that point. Um, I'll say this. The, the, I think the game was, or the storylines around the game were more interesting than the game itself was. Uh, with Oregon and you know their coach leaving before the bowl game, and they had hired Dan Lanning, OU, their coach going to USC. OU had hired Venables, Bob Stoops getting another shot at it. Um, there was a lot of stuff like storylines that made it really interesting way more than like the game and like what like did, did the Alamo Bowl with Oregon against Oklahoma really mean anything no people are always going to tell you that but it's going to be one for Oklahoma fans that is remembered one for Oregon fans that's going to be totally dismissed as as you know who cares
4: yeah be, you know, no, basically
3: doesn't even count.
4: I And on that, I had to check myself a little bit because it's like, wow. It was, uh, it was so much fun to watch. There were so many great things. But, yeah, it was like, okay, they led by 27 at half. Yeah, the great things about it for the most part happened before or after the game. Okay, I guess the game itself was not great.
3: But. It was weird. Being down there, it's what it must be like to be a fan of, like, I don't know. Ole Miss or um, Iowa State or like just a a typical middle of the road, maybe even oh, bottom Texas. dweller. Yeah, Texas. Texas. It was crazy. There was way too much excitement over an Alamo Bowl for the Sooner fans, and there was way too much excitement after winning it, after beating a team that didn't have their head coach and a bunch of players. It it. It felt like a team that doesn't ever get to go to bowl games, like, this was really cool. So, I enjoyed it because of that.
4: Yeah. Well, I was uh, dead wrong. Like, not dead wrong on my assessment of who was going to win and how much they were going to win by. But early in the week, I was like, I don't know, man. You know, in the past, we think of OU Oregon games as they would go up and down the field. I don't know if there's going to be as many points scored and... Uh it took Oregon a little bit to start scoring some yeah. points but there were there were some points scored in the game over 1000 yards of offense and 79 overall points yeah that was that was a shootout
3: Yeah and it it was really weird um I we played really good defensively the first half and we just fell apart on the deep ball in the second half Uh we were we were in great coverages for those deep balls and one of them was just a um a, a mistake by the corner before the snap. He on a, a a motion and an adjustment. He didn't realize that he is now the deep third player, so he got totally run by. Uh, that was the Woody Washington one. And DJ Graham just got run by a couple of times. One of them, I think it was the first half one. The guy didn't even make an attempt to catch the ball, which was a really weird. Still, I mean it could have been a different ball game if he had caught that touchdown uh, semi early on, but he didn't it was um it was still fun. Still got to see a lot of young guys play well, uh stop the run well uh for for a big chunk. It was fun.
4: Uh the number 3 bowl game, Ohio State and Utah, that was awesome yeah. bowl game. Uh number 2 was the Music City Bowl even though Tennessee got screwed. They lose to Purdue 48-45. That, that was a week ago. What's-
3: Right. That was a great game. Has there been no other, like, discussion about why that wasn't a touchdown? (laughs) No,
4: because the semifinal games happened the next day, and everyone just moved on to that. What was that, though? Are you serious with that call? It
3: was a terrible call. How is it not reviewed? I mean, I'm I'm sure everyone's like, let's get the hell out of here. This game doesn't even mean anything. We'll be here all night. But, I mean, Tennessee – Clearly, like that's not even a difficult call. That's a touchdown. Yeah, that was that was wild.
4: Number one, this is going to be disappointing for you. It was the Cure Bowl where Coastal Carolina allegedly beat Northern Illinois 47-41. I say allegedly Another because
3: horrible call. I
4: don't remember this game at all. I I, I oh guess you I don't really missed it. No, I don't.
3: No, it's the game where it's like um, it's fourth in like five from the ten yard line. And they throw a pass to, like, a tight end on for a first down on the sideline. And the official, like, waves his hands to stop the clock. It's a first down, so the clock should stop until the ball's placed, at least. But they also ruled it a catch and he went out of bounds, yeah. so the clock should stop. They go over and set the ball down. It's first and goal. It should be with, like, one or two seconds left. They wind the clock and the game's over. Coastal Carolina wins. Yeah, it was total uh, screw up by the officiating.
4: Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and that's like elementary officiating. Th- this isn't like a unique circumstance or anything. Um, golly, it's that that there's there's two great finishes that were spoiled by bad uh, elementary type of calls. That's disappointing. Yeah. They should
3: have had they should have had one one play to win it from like the five or six yard line. Hmm. Crazy. But there was some good bowl games, man. Uh, there really was the Ohio State Utah game was, was awesome. just a thriller back and forth. So much stuff happened in that game. It was crazy,
4: yeah. and um, and you know if 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 it goes the other way in the beginning, if Ohio State gets up twenty eight seven or whatever it was, it's like, uh, okay, yeah, you and you lose interest really quick, right? But since yeah. it was Utah that jumped up so quick, And you still thought in the back of your mind, or at least I did, yeah, I don't think that this is over just yet. It made for, in my opinion, the most entertaining bowl game of them all. It was awesome.
3: Uh, Oklahoma State and Notre Dame was pretty good, too. Yeah,
4: it was. That
3: was great. I I
4: still don't know what happened to Notre Dame's offense. They're rolling up and down the field and then literally can't do anything in the second half. Kind of reminded me of... The Bedlam game in a way, because OU yeah. was kind of moving up and down the field at will. And then, I don't know if some halftime adjustments were made or, or what, but then all of a sudden, like, Notre Dame and OU, second half hit, couldn't move the football.
3: Right. No, that's it, there's a lot of truth to that. Um, are we downplaying how good Baylor's going to be next year after the season they had?
4: I mean, I'm not downplaying it. Who who is like? It, no,
3: I'm just saying that. I, just in general, maybe no one is yet. Maybe no one's even thought of it yet. But that's that's a heck of a season by Baylor. Really, really good. And I know they're they're going to be missing some guys, but this happens all the time in college football. Uh, they're coached really well. They've recruited really well. They've developed uh, exceptionally well. They've got a good system offensively and defensively. I think Baylor is Baylor's the main competition, in my mind, for Oklahoma next year.
4: Oh, there's I, I don't know what who's a close second at this point, honestly, uh, with Oklahoma State losing as, as much personnel as they are. Baylor, they have their system, man, and it, and it works great. And it's really hard to beat them at their own game. And they do a great job, in my opinion, of not playing on anyone else's terms. Like, It could have been so easy, even with Ole Miss as a backup quarterback, for Ole Miss to drag Baylor into an up-and-down style of football game. But I I can't recall anyone this year, Oklahoma State, anyone that was able to make Baylor play on terms outside of tough defense, running the ball, shortened possessions. You know, like, you're going to play Baylor-style of of game, and and you better be good enough at that to beat them.
3: Yeah. Yeah, they – Ah, they had some good players on that team, and um, just I, I don't know, do they have the ability to to rebuild? Abram Smith, I mean, he was a backer. They moved over to running back, so maybe you feel like they will find a guy that they can develop and and have uh, another back that's that's as good in that system as he was. He was fantastic um, defensively. Had really good players at all three levels. Um, you know some of the best players in the conference at all three levels. Uh, levels. So man, they've they've done a really good job there. Um, they got a weirdo at head coach that does yep. um, somehow a fantastic job. Just amazing watching him get Gatorade dumped on him and doesn't even change his demeanor. That was great.
4: I don't think. Um, this is just a guess. But I think Baylor is definitely acknowledging OU as their biggest competition, not only next year, but for you know a, a nice little run here in the Big 12. I would imagine that they were sad to see Muleshoe go because I would imagine they feel like they matched up great against them because Baylor is everything that OU hasn't been in a while. OU didn't necessarily focus on the details, Baylor they're all about the details, right? Special teams mm-hmm. the same way. Like Baylor had the perfect blueprint to beat OU but if Brent Venables if he turns OU into what we think he's going to then that's that's going to change Baylor's fortunes against OU I think. It's it's going to be a lot yeah. tougher for them.
3: Yeah, it is interesting. There was there was kind of the formula to beat Oklahoma the last couple of years and if you could if you could drag Oklahoma into one of those type of games and maintain possession, keep it low scoring, uh, run the clock and give yourself a chance late. Try and make a couple of plays on special teams. You can beat them. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see if that formula continues uh, to work against Oklahoma. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. Stay tuned.
0: New coach. New year. Same great Sooner coverage. This is the Ref Radio Sports Network.
1: Oklahoma gymnastics season is back, and we can't wait to see all of our fans in McCaslin Fieldhouse once again. Coach Mark Williams and his squad kick off their home season January 22nd against Air Force. You can also catch home meets this year against Nebraska, Ohio State, and Cal. Season tickets and single meet tickets are on sale now. For tickets and more information, visit SoonerSports.com slash tickets. Boomer Sooner.
5: Pizza Hut has put a full court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven fresh one top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one-on-one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza up to five toppings for just 11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners.
2: Entrepreneurs and More Norman in South Oklahoma City have an experienced business partner in their neighborhood. More Norman Technology Center's workforce and economic development team understands the challenges entrepreneurs and small businesses face every day. From building an effective business model to hiring the right employees and managing cash flow, More Norman's business development experts can help you move forward confidently and thrive knowing that you have a skilled partner at your side. Learn more about More Norman's Technology Center by calling 405-801-5000 or visit us online at mntc.edu.
1: you know what to do if you're stuck on the railroad crossing? Get out of your vehicle. If a train is not approaching, find the blue and white emergency notification system sign on the traffic signs at the crossing. For help, call the number on the sign and give them the crossing number so they know your location and can alert train traffic. Remember, find the blue and white to save your life.
2: This is Lisa Tally, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate.
5: For three generations,
4: the John M. Ireland & Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Moore's continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices.
5: We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning
4: funeral
1: home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community.
4: I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word word on on it. it.
1: Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. Did you know that the odds of
6: you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits, or let them tell you they will work directly with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today
4: air comfort solutions text line 651-3439 we'll get some text here first one up and we've had this conversation but how will caleb williams be remembered at ou i kind of envision his memory will be much like Marcus Dupree. They both could have set big records at the school, but they both were short-lived at OU. Thoughts? What do you think?
3: Um. Hmm. I don't know. Would, would Caleb Williams have uh, set big records at OU?
4: I don't <laughs> To say that anyone quarterback wise would set big records at OU is a—I mean—that's a major, major gamble. That's a major prediction yeah. there.
3: Um, I mean, I guess li-
4: likely he, Teddy. Likely no, d- judging by the guys before him.
3: Yeah, especially whenever he didn't get that full first season, um, because you feel like he's going to be a you know three and done type of guy. So I think he could have done some really good things at OU and I know there's still a chance that he's he's back. Um I think it's highly unlikely, but I'd be shocked if he's back at Oklahoma, but there's still a chance of that. Yes. I guess it's a little bit different than Marcus Dupree because I feel like I feel like Caleb Williams, like we're gonna watch him in college football somewhere else. So And I think people are going to have a feeling on him that's really dependent on how he does wherever else he is, Well, and
4: I think it also depends on where he goes. Like, if he goes to USC and tears it up, then it's not... We're not going to deal with that, you know, very well out here. Or at least, I'm not. And, like, if we find out that he goes somewhere, and then it's revealed that it was because of a multi-million dollar deal, and there were lies throughout the process, then a lot of people here are going to have an issue with that, so... I would say most likely it's not going to be a fond memory here. In fact, what's the scenario now where he leaves, goes somewhere else, and is remembered fondly? Does that situation exist?
3: Um If he goes to UCLA goes, it,
4: like goes to UCLA and puts it on mule shoe out there a couple times, that might be it.
3: Yeah. Uh I think so, but as long as wherever he goes, he doesn't have more success than, than he did at OU, um, so I, I think it'll be fine. Uh, and I don't know this. What were people's feelings of Aikman whenever he went to UCLA?
4: Well, I wasn't alive when that happened after the uh, 1985 season, but um, I, I don't know. I know line. it was a
3: different situation. Yeah. But.
0: Text line continue. I don't us know, is that was that one where like. people
3: were like still cheering for Aikman whenever he was out at UCLA or Yeah, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I mean coming off a national championship when a true freshman wins you know, wins it for you, you're probably like, All right, let's go, true freshman or uh, freshman quarterback. Let's right. go. We're we're about to, you know, win a win a couple more and they almost they almost did.
3: I feel like I feel like Caleb Williams. You can't say yet what the feelings are going to be because if Oklahoma is, you know, goes off and plays in a couple of national championships, then, you know, no one's really going to care what Caleb Williams does or, like, how he's remembered, right? Yeah. But if Oklahoma struggles and he goes somewhere and uh, wins a Heisman Trophy and, balls out, then people will be upset, really upset about it, about what could have been.
4: Peyton says, I honestly hate that no matter how much of an adult I try to be, a small part of me will always feel justified if he goes somewhere else and doesn't do great.
3: Yeah, that's human nature. It's human nature. This is our team, right? This is is us. If you're not with us, you're against us. And um, at the end of the day, it's sports. And for some people, it's a livelihood, but it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. That's how entertainment goes. So you can't be mad at people whenever they, um, you know, have those type of feelings. It's, this is uh, this is a pastime for a lot of people.
4: This one says no one was against Aikman until he became a and there's a b word attached to that. Sean <laughs> says you just won a title and running an offensive scheme not suited to Aikman. No one cared at yeah. the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Different situation. Yes. We cheered for Troy at UCLA until he was at the Cowboys and did not show the proper respect for Coach Switzer.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's a it's a totally different situation, and it's a totally different era too uh, with the transfer portal, and you know I, I, I still believe that the simplest answer to all of this is that he goes to USC to play with Lincoln Riley. Um, I don't think that's a guarantee. Uh, If somewhere else can put together some type of NIL package that convinces him to go there instead of with Lincoln Riley, then uh, I think that's what you're going to get. So, I I don't think that, no matter where it is, wherever it's announced, like if it's USC, people are going to be really upset.
4: Yes, yes.
3: And if it's pretty much anywhere else. I don't see it being much better because you you can you'll be able to tell that he basically, you know, just chose more money at a at a different school, not a better situation, just more NIL money and, you know, it could have done some really good things at Oklahoma, but chose not to. I mean, so I don't think I don't see a situation where people come out of this not At least, to some degree, angry. Yeah, the
4: the more that I think about it, though, UCLA is the one option, though, to where I think people will still be angry, don't get me wrong, but everyone around here, like, when when they do TV ratings next season, Teddy, for the UCLA-USC game... I bet that Oklahoma City has a higher uh, number than the Los Angeles does when it comes to that game. You know, everyone around here will be rooting for UCLA to beat USC. And if Caleb Williams is the quarterback of UCLA when that happens, then I'm not saying that people are going to like him around here. But it's like, all right, well, at least you gave us that. Appreciate you for that. Thank you.
3: Yeah. If you can go somewhere and beat some of our uh, competitors or schools that we're rooting against and not be a factor in the national scene, and that's perfect. Yeah. Caleb Williams'
4: stint at OU reminds me of Rhett Bomar, minus the way they exited. Yeah, Bomar had a lot of hype going into 06, as did OU, because he finished 05 strong, and you thought that OU was uh, back to have an elite quarterback, but that ended shortly before the season. Yeah. So, I haven't necessarily used those two situations as comparisons, but I, I, I see kind of where you're going with that one.
3: Yeah. Yep. Um.
4: I think we feel uh, Marcus was m- misled. Uh, I like this one a lot. Dupree was a generational talent. Caleb, not so much. There's not a comparison there. So, you're always out for the comparison, right? And this one will either either be compared to Troy Aikman – uh, Marcus Dupree or Rhett Bomar, take your pick. Yeah,
3: yep, yeah. yeah. The generational talent thing with Caleb Williams, I just I can't I can't go there. I mean we we've, we've had two Heisman Trophy winners within the last five seasons. You know it, it's and another finalist, and I know he was a, a one year rental, but I his his numbers from last year didn't come anywhere close to approaching what. You know, our previous three out of four quarterbacks did. so, And I know he didn't have a full run of it, full season, but still.
4: I don't think OU's had a generational quarterback because they've just been really good year in and year out at the
3: position, you know? I would say if they have, it's Kyler Murray. Probably.
4: Uh, one more. Mo says USC is the only place I feel Williams can transfer and be justified. He's following the coach who recruited him, and it's difficult to not justify that. Any other move mm-hmm. is weak. Hey, Mo, that that's a great point. Um, very true. However, we are not in a position right now to justify anyone that goes out to USC.
3: Right. No, that that is, and that's totally. That's why I think he goes there because he came to OU to play for Lincoln Riley. Uh, he said he would have walked on to OU to play for Lincoln Riley, and that's why I feel like, uh, unless the two guys just flat out did not get along, um, I feel like he's going to go play for Lincoln Riley at USC as well. And it doesn't seem that all that difficult of a. Of a situation, probably get a lot of nil money in there too. Yeah, well, uh, uh,
4: r- r- real quick, I was listening to I don't I don't know why I I don't know if I was doing drugs on my drive home last night or what, <laughs> but I was listening to Cowherd when I was uh, driving home, and he had Joe Clad on. That that's the that's the one segment of of Cowherd that I actually really enjoy, and I think Cowherd's great at sports radio, but I hate his takes. But they were saying, and they're both based in LA, got all these sources. That USC is not going to be a major player when it comes to NIL with Caleb Williams. To which I was like, eh, "I don't know about that one, guys."
3: I don't know I, about that one. I have heard that USC may not be in on Caleb Williams anymore. Really? So, that's that yeah. surprises me. But I don't. I don't know that any of that is true. I don't. I have no idea. So, um, it's all about that NFL development, I guess. So take your guess at who's the best NFL quarterback developer out there. I have no idea. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up with some things that caught my eye next. The tuned.
0: Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs. And nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. This is your home for Sooner fans.
5: You're simply the best.
0: Happy New Year from all of us here at Riverwind.
5: Come kick off 2022 in the best way.
6: With a big win on the best
5: new games. Don't miss our $80,000 rocking and
0: reeling Giveaway.
1: With five times entries Mondays and Tuesdays. This might just be your best year yet. Your 23rd-ranked Oklahoma women's basketball team is back at home and ready to continue Big 12 Conference play in front of the Sooner Nation. Join us at the LNC this Wednesday, January 5th at 6 p.m. as they look to continue their nine-game winning streak against the 12th-ranked Iowa State Cyclones. Groups of 10 or more are eligible for discounted tickets all season long. For tickets and more information, visit Soonersports.com tickets. Boomer Sooner. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner born, sooner bred, locally owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and
0: estimate today. is full of anchors, meant to keep you in place. But the good news
2: is that it's also full of things that remind you not to let them. So every time you raise a Pacifico, let it be a reminder to live life anchors up.
3: NextGen, experience the
5: next generation of personal training at Norman's NextGen Fitness. This is Miles, one of the trainers at NextGen. Our unique design at NextGen Fitness includes private and group personal training along with personalized programs that our elite trainers can provide for you. Call 405-360-0001 or stop by and let myself or our team of elite trainers train you. NextGen Fitness, we've been social distancing for years. Norman, Edmond, Tulsa.
6: Wake Up with Toby Roland. Not much to talk about. We'll figure out a way to cobble our way through
0: three hours. And T.J. Perry. <laughs> what a bomb. What a complete bomb. The T-Row in the morning show. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun.
6: I feel like there is a story to be told there about how the other eight reindeer cope with the sudden fame of Rudolph all of a sudden he's the star and these other eight reindeer who had been getting the job done for years and years and years are just a line in the song and that's it nobody cares about him anymore it's all about Rudolph that's true I want to know like after this what has happened to Donner and Blitzen and Vixen and all those guys
0: it's not a bad idea actually no it's a brilliant idea thank you Hero and TJ on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Sports Radio Network. Do you know after a disaster
6: strikes, if you don't take the right steps, you could sign away a large amount of your insurance claim to the wrong company? It's your insurance claim. You've paid a lifetime for it, and you are most vulnerable when disaster strikes. Don't let anyone start work immediately on your property until you know what to do next. Your insurance claim and future depend on it. You need a company to help point you in the right direction. 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver has been the name to trust since 1988, working for you, not the insurance company. is the rush on the ref
4: and we call this segment what caught teddy's eye let's get to it story number one is
3: well um it's been an absurd situation and it's gotten more wild we all know antonio brown in sunday's game stripped off his uh shoulder pads and jersey and danced off the field mid-game um and that since has kind of had all kinds of different twists and turns. He produces text messages that say that the team knew about his injured ankle, and of course they did, obviously, but he dressed out and went out there ready to play in the game. Um, He issued a a statement through a lawyer about it. Bruce Arians uh, answered questions today at a press conference, but the most stunning reveal, Tyler, is that only fans model <laughs> claims she snuck into the Bucks team hotel um, and um, had a meeting, uh, air quotes, with Antonio Brown before, uh, before the game on Sunday. Hmm. What do you think?
4: Uh, least surprising thing ever. Can we go back to the statement by Antonio Brown saying that like, he was too injured to go in the game? He looked really injured when he was jumping up and down as he ran to the locker room on Sunday, didn't he? That was my initial thought. Like, huh? Maybe he was injured, but he sure didn't look like it when he was running the tunnel.
3: He's cleared to play. You don't just so everyone knows, like, the NFL, you have like a I think it's still 45 man active roster. You have a 53 man roster, and you can only dress 45 guys. Okay? And Before a game, you get there early. If you have any type of injury designation, you have to get on the early bus to get to the field early and go out and have some type of workout movement with the training staff to see if you are okay to play. And if you're cleared to play, you dress. If you don't, they put you down on the inactive roster and – Will activate someone else in in your position because it's such a limited amount of guys. I you don't you don't dress if you're not going to play. It's just not how it works. Yeah. So yeah, the whole thing is ridiculous. I think the OnlyFans model situation is uh, about the most interesting uh, deal out of it. Um, Clinton Portis, Tyler, six months in prison, then six months home confinement. Uh, for his role in the scheme uh, to defraud the health care benefit program, the, the COVID relief package. Um, I don't know exactly what they were doing, um, but – or uh, excuse me, this is the NFL veterans package, sorry. Um, they were scheming ways to pull out money from the, uh, the medical claims deal for medical equipment, but there was a group of guys that all got busted. And um, 15 former players have pled guilty and – Old Portis is one of them doing six months in prison. Man,
4: that's, uh, that's not good, dude. It's not good. Um, he would have made some decent coin in his day, right? And I don't know what his you financial think? situation is, but when you talk about running backs that come out of Miami, he's kind of like one of the first dudes that you mentioned. It's sad.
3: Yep. And speaking of running backs, former Texas Christian University uh, running back Zach Evans is transferring to Ole Miss. Tyler, I know we uh, touched on that a little bit earlier, uh, but that's a big move to Ole Miss. Lane Kiffin also thinks he may be getting Caleb Williams. Yeah, Zach Evans, when he's healthy and you
4: can point him in the right direction and get him on track, could be one of the better running backs in college football, but Mm -hmm. if he wants to maximize his potential with what I think Lane is going to do offensively next year, maybe less run game without Jeff Lebby there, is this this the right Move for him as a football player.
3: As a football player, um, I don't know. I don't know what what direction they're going to move in offensively. Um, wonder if he got some nil money. Uh, oh yeah, at Ole probably. Miss. yeah, probably. Yeah, probably
4: so. So maybe financially,
3: so. it was the uh, it was the right one. Last thing I've got. Um, Vice President Harris compared January sixth a year ago today to. Pearl Harbor and nine eleven, Tyler.
4: Yeah, our buddy Twitter Sean was tweeting about that earlier today, and he did not find the comparison accurate. He was not happy about that, and I'm going to guess that you feel the same way.
3: <laughs> that is, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, and it's really, frankly, a slap in the face to uh, um, anyone that had loved ones that were involved in either one of the – um, notable incidents there, but I thought that was at least interesting and worth bringing up.
4: Yeah, okay, I got a couple here. Uh, people are blowing us up right now on Twitter and on the text line, which we appreciate. Like, thank you. Um, OU just got a portal guy. It looks like Jonah Lalua. Jonah Lalu if that's how you say it. Um, he's a he is a junior out of the University of Hawaii. He's a defensive lineman, six foot six, two hundred and eighty pounds. He is out of uh, Vegas now. I I, I get it, you know, you think of, oh, a defensive lineman from Hawaii, like, eh, okay, but apparently Mm. there's a lot of people that wanted this kid, Georgia, LSU, Miami, USC, is what some people are telling me on Twitter right now, Dylan Gabriel- He's like the
3: top two or three um, transfer portal guys right now,
4: right? Dylan Gabriel bringing in the Hawaiians, so this looks like it's it's a pretty good get- for Miguel yeah. Chavis and uh, Brent Venables,
3: that's a really good one. Um, big, big defensive end. Um, really good, really good acquisition there. We need some. Uh, we need some size. We need some physicality there on the defensive uh, line. Uh, reminds me of a player I played with uh, from Hawaii, Ikaika Alama Francis, um, with the size that he's got. Was
1: he so,
4: good?
3: Yeah. Okay. There you go.
4: Uh, for the first time since 1931, General Motors has been dethroned as the top U.S. car seller. Would you like to venture a guess as to who moved in front of GM for the first time since
3: 1931? Um, now, as far as market cap, I know Tesla's way bigger, but I don't know. Ford? Ford?
4: Toyota, top GM in 2021, selling an estimated 2.3 million cars compared to 2.2 cars sold by GM. Toyota is top dog in the U.S. right now. How about that?
3: Nice. Uh, Congrats the, to Toyota.
4: The Athletic sold for five hundred and fifty million dollars earlier today. There's New been York rumors. Times? Yeah, there's been rumors about this acquisition happening for a while now, and it finally happened. What does this mean for the future of the Athletic?
3: <laughs> Your guess have no is idea. as good as mine. I have no idea. Um, I don't know if it means that their subscription service and plan that they were doing business plan was i don't know if it was working or if it was in trouble uh whenever they got bought i I don't know what that means necessarily
4: last one mike judge he tweets out yesterday that beavis and butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on paramount plus no exact date yet but soon and then he offered up some sketches of what a middle-aged Beavis <laughs> and a middle-aged Butthead would look like, and it's glorious.
3: It's pretty mm. good. I loved it. Um, that's just hilarious. Yeah, and you can get it, too. All you got to do is download uh, Paramount, nine ninety nine a month uh, for Paramount Plus, add it to your other uh, 75 <laughs> streaming services right. that you currently pay for.
4: But Beavis and Butthead's worth it. Come on,
3: right? Yep, it is. It is. All right, we good? All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up. Hour number two next.
0: The Sooners are Alamo Bowl champs, and nobody brought you better coverage all season long than the ref. This is your home for Sooner fans.
6: Big Boys Guns, Ammo, and Range is Oklahoma's largest family-owned, climate-controlled gun range. Shop our huge selection of new and used firearms and try before you buy with any of our hundreds of rentals on site. Big Boys Guns offers private lessons and classes for all skill levels at our 24-lane gun range with distances up to 25 yards. While you're there, ask about our many services such as appraisals, cleaning, bore sighting, and more. Just three miles west of Will Rogers Airport or at bigboysgunsandammo.com.
2: Why do you move? For health, strength, endurance, power, love. There are a million reasons why we move and every one of them matters. Let us at Orthocentral help keep you moving. Ortho Central is proud to welcome sports medicine physician Aaron Smathers and joint replacement specialist Jeremiah Maupin to the team and they're now taking appointments. For more information, call 405-360-6764. Ortho Central. It's in our bones to take care of yours. See you later, darling. I'm heading out to Central New Holland. Not
0: today, George. Remember, we have plans. Yeah, I'm going out there to Central New Holland, West I-40, Council Exit, South Service Road. And I'm going to pick up some parts and drop the baler off for a tune-up.
5: Why don't you do it online at centralnewholland.net?
0: Well, because picking up parts is a lot more fun in person. And as for service, well, you can't email a baler, darling. Did you know that Central New Holland has serviced everything we've ever bought there? New Holland tractors, balers, skid steers, with genuine New Holland service and genuine New Holland parts. Soon as we finish
5: renewing our vows.
0: Our vows? I thought we just did that. We did, George, but remember you failed the emissions test? Well, darling, I'm sure that happens a lot. Not right in the middle of the ceremony. For crying out loud, they had to evacuate the building. Oh yeah, I remember.
2: Central is a friend of mine.
3: This is Teddy Lehman on behalf of my former Sooner teammate Josh Tucker and Roof Tech of Oklahoma. They guarantee the highest quality workmanship in the roofing industry that you won't get anywhere else. Rooftech is fully insured and regulated by the Oklahoma Construction Industries Board. So if you need help with your roofing needs, call Rooftech today, 405-703-4245. That's 405-703-4245.
5: Pizza Hut has put a full-court press on your game day needs. Let us feed your team with one of Pizza Hut's big dinner boxes. Start with two oven-fresh top medium pizzas, then add five breadsticks or your choice of pasta or delicious wings. Or go wild and add a third medium one-topping pizza. Finding yourself in more of a one-on-one situation? Then our any pizza offer is for you. Get a large pizza, up to five toppings for just $11.99 when you carry out. Pizza Hut, the official pizza of the Sooners.
4: You might know that State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has great service. Cindy is your good neighbor after all. But did you know that State Farm has surprisingly great rates too? Yep, that's right. Along with good neighbor service, State Farm agent Cindy Nasher has surprisingly great rates for everyone in Norman. So call State Farm agent Cindy
6: Nasher at 405-307-0500 for your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements.
5: It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council
1: needing a fresh start in 2022 how about a new year a new you and some new shoes hey it's chris Plank from brown shoe fit in go see my guy steve and his knowledgeable team that can help fit you with the right shoe to jumpstart your new year of health and wellness whether it's for running walking hiking or just everyday comfort they carry the biggest and best brands for everyone in the family like hope new bounce Brooks, Birkenstocks and Clarks. Go buy Brown shoe fit to get your perfect fit at 2427 West Main Street in Norman behind Chick-fil-A next to Hobby Lobby.
6: Did you know that the odds of you having a major insurance claim are very high at least once in your lifetime? How you handle the steps after the disaster determines how you are set up for the future. There are many questions you will have to answer. Restoration companies are usually the first on the scene after the first responders have left. Don't let a company force you to sign an assignment of benefits or let them tell you they will work directly with with your insurance company. If you do, you might have just lost out on tens of thousands of dollars. Call Brown O'Haver today, 405-735-5510 today.
4: Hour number two, of the rush brought to you by Cavens Construction Group. They are specializing in facilities, maintenance, and residential roofing. Give them a call today, 405-573-3048, or check them out, cavensconstruction.com. Dylan Gabriel is from Hawaii. I think he's going to be OU's starting quarterback next year. They just picked up a D-line transfer from the University of Hawaii, and there's a wide receiver in the portal that just uh, played at UCF that's Hawaiian as well. How about that? If OU has a Hawaiian field next to it uh, next year, what if they start doing the Haka before the football games? Can you get on board with that? Yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't think the receiver from UCF is coming, but – uh the transfer portal is that's a nice get. I like it. Um I think that's a you're kind of in need of some um instant instant guys that are going to make an impact right away and that could be that could be one for you. Uh I like that one a lot. Yeah. And it's it's a position that You really like, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, hey, by Um, the way,
4: you're talking about that receiver. All quiet on the Marvin Mims, Jalil Farouk, uh, Theo East front. That's got to be a good sign.
3: Yeah, no, I I think you're right. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour
0: is next. It's the Plank Show with Chris Plank and Josh Helmer. Weekdays from 9 a.m.